Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episode 23 of season 4 and episode 184 of Reborn. If you don't want to hear me rant about Sekiro, skip ahead about 21 minutes, Mark Marin style. When they kick at your front door, how you gonna come? that aunt becky college scandal huh well you see that you see that it's in the news yeah yes uncle jesse always struck me as the one who would get involved with a college-based scandal of some sort not aunt becky so i'm surprised uh, uncle joey he would have been my pick Mm, i don't think they let uncle joey near colleges anymore yeah that's true. He, um, nobody yeah. likes when he brings that woodchuck around. <laughs> no. Especially Alanis Morissette doesn't like it. Are they still doing the Full House like uh, reboot thing I on Netflix? Sh- like, sure. Did that rap? Is that still going? Is that still a thing? I bet it's still on. Mm. It has to be. Isn't well, the ranch still on? Sure, but I mean... The ranch is an institution. Yeah. First of all, they're not getting rid of that. They well, can't sure. get rid of it. The great Danny Masterson. Uh, you got to right. have him there. The master Danny Masterson. Thank you. It it it's actually kind of funny you say the master, considering the movie the master, and then the stuff that Danny Masterson has been up to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um. None of those are as important as the best Netflix original programming, Santa Clarita Diet, which is back for season three soon. Oh, I was about to ask if that actually like came out yet or if that's ways off. I think it's but... this week. Mmm. I did someone did just offer me access to their Netflix account, so maybe I should take them up on that. Made offer. you an offer you couldn't refuse. That's right. They said you could watch Stranger Things too, and I said, no, thanks. That's an <laughs> offer you can refuse. That's right. That shows a boy with no teeth on it. I am not interested. Yeah. So, uh, I heard you like the Souls games, right? Yeah, they're all right. I like, okay. Okay. I like Demon Souls. Yes, absolutely. I like Dark Souls too. Yeah. Despite the fact that everybody else seems to hate that game, besides you and me. They don't don't know what's what. Oh, all the areas is just, it's all spokes off of one hub. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, Demon's Souls was great, and that also just spokes off of one hub. That's right. In fact, it's even better. You know what those two games have in common, by the way? Fast travel. You go to the thing mm. and you go to where you need to be. You don't just crap around figuring out, well, what do I... I go through this spiral thing, then I have to jump down here, and then I gotta uh, open this gate, and then it loops back around here, and now I don't know what. Oh, there was a door somewhere along this path that you have to open. 
When oh, you finally, open it, it's a bunch of dogs come out. I locked fast travel, and it only lets me fast travel to a fraction of the places that I've been. So I still gotta go walk around through a bunch of bullshit. Ah, Dark Thank Souls you. 1 is bad. Yes, it was. Uh, Dark Souls 3, I know you don't like that game, but nope. I, I enjoy it. Uh, Dark Souls 1. Bad video game. Mm-hmm. I do not enjoy Dark Souls 1. Uh, when that game first came out, I think that the difficulty in it was kind of just bullshit because they leaned real hard into their you're going to die marketing. It's like oh, there hey, that game that speaking just... of that, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if they did that again? Yeah, that'd be a fucking hoot. Yeah. What if they doubled down on that shit where they're like, our games are fucking hard. Like, no, your game was challenging. Like, you had a bunch of stuff in it that was, like, difficult, but it never really felt quite unfair. But then, like, Dark Souls 1, I'm fucking getting shot by archers. Knocked off this fucking... Ooh, I don't like Dark Souls 1. <laughs> yeah, but then they, like, reverse course on it and patched it to make it incredibly <laughs> yeah, easy. Piss easy. Now you just, like, put your points in vitality, and then you run up and you swing your sword at the bosses and they die. Yeah, just jump through the game. Yeah. Doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, no, that game, like, I, my issue with Dark Souls 1 specifically is that I don't think it ever quite found the right balance in terms of difficulty. At, at first, it was way too hard, and then they patched it and they made it probably the easiest game of that entire series. Like, it's either that or Dark Souls 3. Uh, and anyway, Bloodborne, Wait, I also what? don't like that game, mm. so... I wouldn't say Dark Souls Blood... 3 is among the easiest. I actually think Dark Souls 3 might be the easiest one. It's either no. that or the first Dark Souls. No, it definitely isn't. Hmm. Well, anyway, Bloodborne, I don't like that one either. I liked it until I platinumed it. Plat plat platinumed I Until I got the platinum in it. Uh, because that means doing the um, Chalice Dungeons, and it really reveals yeah. just how bad they are. Yeah, what if those weren't procedurally generated, but they were designed like shit, so it made you feel like they were? Sure, just rooms that have a ladder to nowhere in them, because that's cool. Yeah, by design. Yeah, just to try to trick you, just to try to pull one over on you. My thing with Bloodborne is that I think it's that game just doesn't feel finished. Like, it's extremely lacking in diversity in the way that the other Souls games are, where you just get, like, a shitload of fucking items. You go to a bunch of different unique areas instead of just being in the same city. Uh, the combat what? was really good. I, I liked how fast and snappy it was, but, like, everything else about that game... Like, the bosses, even, were just, like, normal Dark Souls bosses, so you'd get in there and you would just strafe around them and swing. Yeah. Well, what if they made a Souls game, but uh, you have very little option in how you encounter anything other than the specific way they want you to, because you mm. have no equipment, uh, okay. no other weapons... You do okay. have uh, some different items that are limited use, but uh, mm. even those, not really anything super helpful there. Uh, okay. And then, also, you don't get experience from fighting enemies to level up. Mm. So, uh, to all of the progress, like increasing your life bar and attack power, 
is based on progressing through the game, which means that you're never actually progressing, because you will beat a boss to raise your attack power, and then the enemies in the next area have more health to compensate for that. Okay, couple of questions for you. Uh-huh. Uh, what if this game had stealth that was not very good? Oh, well, and, now you're talking. And and does it have monkey booze? Not that I've seen. I've okay. heard reports of monkey booze. But, uh... All right, well, then I would say that's a video game I don't want to play. I think I'm with you. Uh, it sounds like a video game that, like, maybe I saw some footage of uh, at some point about a year ago, and I thought, this looks neat. Like, this looks like Tinshu. And then, like, a friend oh, of mine God. started talking about it, and then I was like, I'd be happier with my $60. I wish it was like Tinshu. Because, man, I liked me some Tinshu. And they should just fucking make another Tinshu. That's what this originally was. I've read a, uh, an interview with Miyazaki about it. It was originally a Tenchu game, and dumbass Miyazaki couldn't stop from making it like a Souls game, and they were like, all right, fine, we'll just do this. Yeah. We were thinking of making a Tenchu game. <laughs> uh, what if I fuck that all up? <laughs> My name is Miyazaki, and this is how I talk. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Well, great. It's cool that they botched a Tenchu game, I guess. I can't wait for the Armored Core game to come out, and they also made that one bad. Ugh. Don't, yeah, don't what do if that. they mess Armored Core up with a bunch of fucking Dark Souls shit? Oh no. That's right! Man, From Software used to be good. Then everyone I like got the Souls... way up the Souls' ass, and now it's just like, I like that's the all Souls they games. do. I like the Souls games, I like Dark Souls 3. At that point, I wanted them to stop making Dark Souls games, though, and kind of go back to other stuff like Armored Core. And I was excited when they said that that was what they were going to do, and then the first game that they show is Sekiro, and my first thought is, oh, it's more Tenchu, and then the more I saw the game and the more I heard about it, especially recently now that the game is out, it just sounds like they mucked it up with more Dark Souls shit. See, I don't know how you thought that, though, because... That first trailer, we watched it. Uh, we even recorded the video of it, I think. Uh, it was in E3 last year. And it came up, and I was like, oh, this is a Souls game. Because, like, just the footage of the combat was Initially, very it was obvious. mostly the, the stuff of seeing how you would keep going onto rooftops that just specifically reminded me of Tenchu. Sure. And you know what? That stuff is good. I like grappling around. Like, that whole thing is neat. There's this whole part in a ravine with a big old snake, and that part's really cool because you're just like avoiding it and getting around and zip zapping around. That that's a good bit. Uh, when you're just locked in a room with a boss and you have to uh, like dodge around, and deflect, and all of this stuff. And hey, uh, I mean the hit detection in the Souls games is famously so good. Oh yeah. That having something based around that. I love being in a small square room with a boss, and then it just uh, removes my lock on. For no real reason. So, that, actually, that is a good question. How does the camera compare to the camera in the Souls games? It's the camera shit. in the Souls games. Okay. So, it's <laughs> like the camera in the Souls games. Yes. Okay, alright, that's all I needed to know. Of course it is. They don't know how I, to do I had my suspicions. Else. Yes, I had my suspicions, but I needed confirmation, that's all. This is literally, like, 
it looks and plays like Dark Souls 3 with some minor tweaks and with most items removed. Man, because the most items removed thing, like the fact that you only have the same weapons that you start the game with, like that weapon on its face bothers me a lot because, again, the issue I had with Bloodborne was just that it lacked that diversity that you pretty much go for, I think it was Ludwig's sword and then fuck everything else. You can. Like in that game, there was, there was... But you know what? At well, least you had well, they're options. they're fucking wrong. <laughs> but yes, you had that, options. Sure. sure, I had 11 other swords that I could use. Yeah. And some of those swords were basically just duplicates of other swords that were in the game. Yeah, but sometimes. yes, I had options. And yeah. I understand with Sekiro, you just, you have the one sword. Like, that's it. Yep. Yeah, great. Not interested. Yeah, also... The Tenshu really... games had multiple weapons, didn't they? I don't think so. You had different items. You had, like, shuriken and bombs and whatever, but no, okay. you, you can't just have a sword. Alright, it's been a while since I actually, like, have not played Tenshu since... Oh, wait, like, maybe... PlayStation 2 was out. Maybe you get, like, a comma at some point? I don't hmm. remember. I don't think so, oh, though. Yeah. Uh... But one one other quick note I want to say I got this for Xbox Because one I thought there was a very good chance I would not like it And I wanted to be able to sell it afterwards Uh, Second I have an Xbox One X And so I thought ah well surely uh, That That should That should help No as it turns Uh, out this game runs At 1800p which I cannot tell from looking at it because it is a muddy mess. It looks really bad. How's the frame rate? Oh well, smooth sixty frames. <laughs> oh sure, you know it. You know, coming off of uh, Devil May Cry Five, which looks great and is buttery smooth, uh, and one of the best action games in several years. Uh, yeah. what? It it's not the best action game thing. Specifically, uh, I don't know what it was about. I think it's Nero's second mission and V's first mission for me. It was only those two, but I had like some severe performance issues on VZ. Everything else was fine. Like everything else ran as smooth as butter. It was specifically those okay. two ran incredibly poor, like to the point that V's mission actually crashed my computer. Yeah, it's also on PC, so who knows? I'm talking about yeah, like on consoles where you you can actually yeah sure yeah that it would be way more reliable so yeah i'm sure devil may cry 5 runs great on the point is i wasn't even playing on xbox one i was playing on a base ps4 and it still ran super fine oh Uh, meanwhile xbox one x sekiro cannot handle it uh because the Genius folks at FromSoft They didn't even give the option like some games do Which is like do you want to lower the resolution And get a better frame rate Nope You're gonna deal with this High resolution Uh God It's okay man Everybody there was drunk on monkey booze $60 on this game Well 50 I guess but Well no maybe you need the monkey booze Maybe I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I saw that it was like $55 I on Green Man Gaming, going... and I was just like, I'm not paying that. I'm not doing it. I'm going to kill way too much. Miyazaki. Okay. I'm cool with it. 
I'm gonna sneak up through the reeds. Stab him. I'm not in the gonna throat. stop you. Yeah, the the footage I watched of it too also just makes it seem like the stealth is incredibly bad in that. Like it's super spotty, whether or not you'll actually get noticed. Sure. Like it doesn't I mean, seem like when you get spotted it's necessarily fair. I really like how I can walk up to somebody that has the big red dot for a death blow and I press RB and then I just like hit them once with the sword and it doesn't do the death blow. That's yeah, it sounds really like it's, good. Sounds like it's made on the Dark Souls engine or something. Hmm. You don't say. I, I wonder. Hmm. I love jumping and trying to grapple at something, but the frame rate takes a shit and so it drops the input and I just fall into a ravine. Yeah. I everything that I've seen in that game makes it sound like they either did not commit far enough in the direction of it being a Tenshu or far enough in the direction of it being a Dark Souls game. So it's this weird sort of half measure on each side that doesn't really congeal into a good video game. Yeah. But don't worry, you got a nine out of ten. It's a it's great. Game of the year. From soft does hey, it again. Did it again. Because everybody is just going to keep congratulating them for making the same thing over and over, but worse each time. Uh, Dark Souls 2 was shit because the genius Miyazaki wasn't on it. <laughs> sure. Even though he couldn't made... grace us with his presence. Even though it made several improvements over the first game. Uh, A no, master class of game design. Yeah. Taught by Miyazaki, the lord himself. The maestro, a, as he, he demands to be hack. called. He's a hack. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah. He somehow stumbled into this thing and then just keeps on riding the horse. And even God. even that was just him going, like, what if we fucking made Kingsfield again? Yeah. It was but just this like, time it was third person instead of first. Yes. Exactly. And then people are like, oh, this is pretty good. It's like, okay, now yeah. what if we do this, but we really shit it up? Yeah, I Dark Souls I don't want to get started on here because I will be here for like three fucking hours just diving into my thoughts on that game but it is absolutely a byproduct of them misunderstanding I think what people liked about Demon's Souls Mm -hmm. and then because not a lot of people played Demon's Souls comparatively people latched on to Dark Souls as like the prime example of what those games should be and it's like ooh no yeah no So, like, Demon's Souls was such a well-tuned game. There were still things wrong with that game that got improved in later Souls games, but Dark Souls was not the one. That was not the one that made the vast improvements on it. It sort of fucked everything up. Yep. Like, right out of the gate. I really, really want an HD remaster of Demon's Souls, but they're never going to do it. Nope. Sony has that locked up. There, there's totally stuff about Demon's Souls that, like, the, the man-eater fight is just kind of straight-up bullshit. Yeah. Oh, hey! Also, hey. totally broken, because you just shoot it from the fog gate, so hey. whatever. <laughs> hey, you remember how in Dark Souls 3 it had a whole bunch of garbagey bosses that you would kill, and then, oh, they have another health bar, here we go again. And they kept doing that over and over, and it was yeah. really annoying. They do it again? Is it every boss? Do they do it with every boss? Yes. Game of the year. (laughs) 
Um, my my condolences to De- to Devil May Cry Five. Congratulations from Soft. A bunch of you giant brain geniuses working over there. You did it. Gonna fly Miyazaki down here and give him a fucking medal. We're 20 minutes in. What's the JoJo? You're George Brundle. I'm Larry Davis. I spent too much money on a bad video game. I'm not gonna say what our email is because we're gonna get people who are angry and say I should get good. And guess what? I'm actually a pretty good chunk through the game. I just think it sucks. I didn't pay any money for this bad video game. My name is George Brundle. I'm to have a good time all the time. Devil May Cry 5. Go buy Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, they might make a 6 if you do that. Whereas, I don't care if they make a Sekiro 2, frankly. I definitely If they made a new Tenchu and Miyazaki was not involved with that, I would care immensely about that. But that's not going to happen. When they first did the teases for this, it was like, Shadows Die Twice. I thought, oh, they're doing a new Shadow Tower. Like, if they did one of that... But then, I don't know, that could have turned out just as bad as this one. Who knows? This also just kind of proves to me that no matter what From Software does, if they dip back into their library of other IPs, if Miyazaki is associated with it, then I don't have confidence in it. Until it's out and, like, somebody I trust has had their hands on it and told me that they did not shit it up. Yeah, me too. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Something about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, probably? No, it wasn't. It was something about this, but... About Sekiro. Okay. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, no it doesn't. Matters. It really doesn't. Uh, although, before we get off of it completely, uh, speaking of very well-made and difficult games tonight, I'm going to play uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts for the first time. Mm. So, expect me to also be very mad about video games. Yeah. Very soon. <laughs> Okay, Jojo, we're here. Yes! Oh, it's time to talk about anime already. About time. So soon into this podcast <laughs> compared to previous episodes. Uh, Tizanio and Squalo, uh, they're, we, we kind of like catch back up with what just sort of happened prior, which is that, you know, Jorno's got a neck full of shark and Narancia can't tell the truth. Uh, which, as this episode elaborates on a little bit more, it is, in fact, that he just says the opposite of whatever he's trying to say. So my theory of... Uh, they Tizanio, said that last like, time. They I did, but that. we had that whole back and forth where I was like, it's still kind of <laughs> unclear whether or not he's just making him say whatever he wants, because he can, like, he has full control over his tongue. You can move it however he wants. But no, it's you were right. You were yes, right. Thank That's you. all I wanted to get at is you were right. Thank you. Takes Finally. a very boring man to admit when he's wrong. <laughs> well, we are passionate, passionate men. That's right. Passion. Uh, passion. Yeah, <laughs> all right, well, that way we got the racist imitation of Italian out of the way. You can't be racist towards Italians. That's true. Uh, so, Narancia's like, uh, he's got Aerosmith flying around and trying to shoot, uh, gonna keep messing me up. It's Clash, Clash, but they call it Crush, and my brain can't handle it. Well, for whatever reason. also part of that is because in Japanese it sounds like he's saying Crush. 
Like, it yeah, sounds closer I, like, I think to Crush than Clash. Yeah, like, usually I can ignore the subtitles because they're very audibly saying what the actual name of the stand is, and this is one where my brain fucks up. Uh, but yeah, so he's, he's, like, trying to shoot it, but it kind of keeps teleporting away too quickly. And so he, like, gets in his head that since he can, like, detect CO2 emissions, he'll try to predict which puddle in this bathroom he's going to go to next and then, like, shoot it preemptively and actually hit it. Uh, which I remember what does. I was going to say about Sekiro. Okay, what was it? I was going to say that at this point I prefer Neo. And I did not like Neo that much. That's it. <laughs> You need a hug or something? Like, I'm just starting to feel bad for you, man. No. I'm gonna finish this game. You really shouldn't do that. I'm gonna. Life is too short, Larry, to waste on bad video games or bad TV shows Uh, or bad movies. How long could this thing be? Well, it's basically a Souls game, so really fucking long. Let me check how long to beat.com. Let's see if anybody's got some. You're not even at the fucking monkey moves, man. Look at you. Look at your life. Oh, there's no data yet. Just sell the game. Or try to return it. You've not played it that much. You can't return a video game. I think if you went there and you told them to take it back. They would be obligated to do it. They don't have to give you your money, but on principle. <laughs> I don't, I'm not just going to give it to them. I don't want this disc, you yell at the door frame of the GameStop, chucking it in there like a fucking frisbee. Uh. No, seriously, like, I would not finish that game. I'm a firm believer that if you do not like something, you don't waste the time on it. You give up. Usually I don't. You bail. You have a finite amount of time in your life, Larry. You know what's cool? Um, We are the only species that is capable of studying its own brain. The only (laughs) species on the face of the earth. And you, with your big brain, decide that you're going to finish Sekiro? Fuck you. Here's the thing, though. Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> Send uh, the game back, you bitch. Uh. Okay. I'm not going to. Um. <laughs> Send it to me. It'll be the Witchblade curse all over again. Well, I'm looking to see uh, how much I can get. Oh, people are paying like thirty bucks for this uh, stupid letter opener. It came with it. No. Oh, hey, there you go. I mean, how sharp it is, is it? Because, I mean, Not theoretically, you could select your own wrist with it, and then you wouldn't have to play Sekiro anymore. Not all is completely dull. I don't know how you would open a letter with it. Eh, well, maybe they knew that this would be a liability. Yeah. Should have been a sign. <sighs> well. Anyway, while you look into this, Jorno uh, done getting shot in the neck because Narancia uh, messed up. I like this. This is real good, like, oh no, you're making it worse, but... Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, especially since then it turns out he totally meant to do it. Yeah, so... 
we have this bit where Narancia is really freaking out and he's yelling like, oh no, I don't know where they've gone. I can't find them. And then we kind of cut back to uh, Tizanio and Squalo and Tizanio is just like, hey, you know, my stand is attached to his tongue and yet he yelled that out and that's kind of weird. I wonder if he is intentionally trying to say the opposite of what he means so what he means is actually what comes out. Like, to fool us, basically. Like, he wants us to think that we can't, that that he cannot find us. Uh, and while Tizanio and Squalo are just kind of having this, like, back and forth trying to figure out what Narancia really means, turns out Tizanio is right, and Narancia has now found uh, Clash and Giorno, and just starts shooting the shit out of Clash. Mm-hmm. Uh, which wounds Tizanio in real life. A lot. Yes, he gets shot, like, through the heart. Yeah. Gets, like, <laughs> Somehow 12 still bullets alive. in him. Uh, but yeah, so elsewhere, uh, you know, we got the rest of the gang. Uh, they're using Moody Blues, who we haven't seen for, like, literally half the series at this point. Yep. And he's just chilling out inside of class. Yeah, just little moody blues in there, just twitching. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I thought she was just like, "Well, my stand can't transform into his stand or teleport around, so I guess I'm useless." Speaking of things we haven't seen in a while, uh, I looked it up, uh, and you never see Fugo again. <laughs> the great Panicata Fugo great. with the great stand Purple Haze. You remember Purple Haze? He's really neat. He foamed yeah. at the mouth and he was like, ah, he has a cool ability. He turns things mushy. That ah, he's yeah. gone. Just gone. That's it. Gone, bye. That's it. They just wrote him out. Yep. There's no death scene. There's nothing. He doesn't get killed. Nope. Doesn't come back to help the gang out of one last bind. Nope. I know he has like a side novel. So I wonder if it's just that not Iraqi written by wrote Iraqi him out and then wrote count. that thing because people called him on it or something. Not written by Iraqi doesn't count. Not canon. Great. But yes, when are that we actually... getting the underwhelming OVA of that, though? Apparently that uh, novel is like exactly what we figured would have happened, though, which is where like he is sent to find the Bucciarati gang and he like covertly helps them. Hmm. So, hey, well, that should have been right. the original story. Yeah. You know, there's always... They're probably not going to do it. They probably won't. But there's always the possibility that that novel, having been a thing that I'm assuming has been out for a while, that they incorporate that into the anime. Doubt it. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm, I'm not going to place any bet on that actually occurring. Not just because I don't think it will, but also... We've established that I should not make bets. Yeah. I have a I have a problem. And part of the process is admitting that I have a problem. It's a healthy thing to do. Did you ever buy Hutton Cleveland, the complete series? So uh he shoots uh Tizanio a bunch and so now he's wounded and we have I mean, the whole thing with the blues. And they notice that um Narancia is now running around inside of the cafe or whatever they were at, uh, trying to track down Clash because he still got away with Giorno in tow. And he shows up in a fish tank. 
Uh, and we get like a lot of talk about how like he intentionally opened up this wound in Jorno so he could track the residue. Yeah, sure. Cordite. They they bring up the word residue so much in this that it actually starts to get a little bit weird. Yeah. And actually Cordite, I guess, would be from the uh muzzle flash of the gun. It would not be in the bullet hole. So I'm not really sure exactly yeah. what they mean by that, but Whatever. I don't know. This it sounds like another example of Iraqi misunderstanding the way something works by finding <laughs> something novel about his misunderstanding. You don't say. Yeah. Uh so Clash starts jumping between all these glasses, and the goal is to get into the kitchen into one of the uh boiling pots of water, uh which Narancia topples over, uh damaging Clash even further. Uh but then as Clash is like on the ground, he's just like, I gotcha. See, when you knocked over that pot of water, you extinguished the flames on this gas burner, and now gas is filling up the room, and if you shoot anything, you cause a spark, it will blow up, and you might survive, but it will, like, there will be so much CO2 in the air, you won't be able to see where anybody is at. Also, a chance that Araki misunderstood how things work, because if the gas just started, he could probably shoot, and it wouldn't matter. Yes, so we actually have like a visual representation of the gas, and it is flooding out of there yeah. like a fire hose. Like yes. that is not how a gas burner works. No, it does not In forcefully order... shoot. Like if it yeah. worked like that, when you turn the flame on, it would just like set the place on fire. Yeah. Yeah, no, if he just immediately did what he was going to do and just execute this thing, he would have been totally fine. Like there wouldn't have been any problem with that. Yeah. Even in the amount of time that he spent to explain what would happen, it's not enough for it to actually, like, cause that big of an explosion. But props to Narancha here, uh, including, like, you know, props to Narancha for basically this whole episode, but here where it's like, guess what? I don't need guns. It just, like, rams the propeller <laughs> into him. <laughs> I'm going to 9-11 you. That's right. <laughs> I don't need a box cutter. I'm gonna melt your bones like steel beams, motherfucker. That's right. Man. And then uh, we get our good pal Guido. He shows up. <laughs> He's just like, hey, check it out. Blap, 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 blap. <laughs> so everybody explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Guido. Guido writing a letter to Hank Hill that just says, I'm glad every day I show up that I don't get exploded. <laughs> That's right. Bucciarati just pulling out a can of beer from his desk and pouring a shot. Head to toe, you're okay, Joe. Toe to head, we're all dead. Oh, man. So, sure enough, they, despite this, they live. Uh, but Giorno Rowdy, Rowdy is Piper. about to get taken away from... Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> He's about to get taken away hey, from Clash. wrestling reminds me. You know, uh -huh. you know what's really good in an action well, game? Well, not wrestling. Shut up. What's really good in an action <laughs> game is any time you take any damage, your character, uh, like, <laughs> losing control of it. Because in Sekiro, every time you get hit, Sekiro, like, staggers back and puts his hand up like he's Ric Flair facing Lex Luger. And he's, like, trying to buy time. <laughs> 
It's so bad. Like, you can't, you have to, like, roll out of it. But the animations are so janky while you're just sitting there beating swords on a guy and deflecting this. This time, oh, a little bit of it got through, so you gotta stagger back. Mm. This podcast used to have a point, and then some monster decided to make part five, and everything went way the fuck off the rails, and I'm so sorry to everybody who just wants to hear about this anime. But Sekiro happens, and we need to have a conversation about it. We need to talk about Sekiro. That's the movie. Tilda Swinton. Sejourno <laughs> uh, appears in the puddle, and he reaches out for Neurancia, and he just says, Don't buy Sekiro. Go yeah. after Miyazaki. It's too bad this episode came out after the game did. Yeah, it really is. Uh, so no, he gives Neurancia uh, the sage advice of quit fucking around with the stand, genius, and go after the stand user. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then his little ladybug thing kind of drops on the ground as he gets pulled into the water again. Uh, so Neurancia has noticed uh, just a bit before this that he's suddenly able to tell the truth again. But now when he sees Clash appear to attack Bucciarati, Abashio, and Guido... He tries to warn them, but talking head latched onto his tongue, and so now he again can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, which actually is what, what got Guido to shoot it in the first place. It was part of his plan to try to make sure that Narancia did end up, you know, inadvertently lying after he had previously figured out what the deal was. So, I mean, the Zanio kind the way that kind of came across to me was he released his tongue for a bit so Narancia would believe that he was able to tell the truth again, then pull the rug out from underneath him because he would basically flip his expectation around right when it mattered the most. Okay, see, I wasn't sure what the actual deal with releasing it was. Like, I thought maybe it was so then he could call everybody in there. Mm. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think I think that's... Maybe part of it. I, I'm not quite sure. Tis, the thing with Tizanio is he actually is the most sensible out of that duo until like the next scene when then he becomes the one who has not a single fucking clue what is going on. Yeah. Also, was it before or later when he's like rubbing Squallow's nipples? <laughs> it's before. It's when they're up on a rooftop. <laughs> okay. And they like... it just made me think of that scene like in Trailer Park Boy. Trailer Park Boys were like, Leahy's rubbing the cream on Durante's nipples. <laughs> yeah, and they spend a lot of time animating this too. Like there are a lot <laughs> yeah, of frames do. in there. And you know what? I'll say this: the animation in this episode is actually really good. So sure. If only we had a suit of says where he explained which like art director he chose <laughs> for the nipple rubbing scene. Yeah, I want to know what Suda has to say about the nips. All this right. scene wasn't in the manga originally, but we felt it was very important. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. I miss his weird little laugh. Me too. Uh, so, anyway, uh, yeah, they all three of them get attacked uh, by Clash. Uh, Bucciarati, uh, I'm assuming you noticed, doesn't actually bleed from his wound, but Abashio and Guido do. Yep. So, good attention to detail. Um. Because I actually think that'd be something like totally easy to fuck up. Sure. 
Like, especially, like, if you're doing it in a comic, you might not necessarily think about that and put it in. Sort of like how if a character had two right hands, you would maybe botch that. A little bit. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Th this next part also takes way too long for yeah. what happens in it. It it does, because like, Neurontia... the same uh, thing, like, three or four times. Yeah, so Neurontia has now left the cafe and is trying to find uh, Squalo and... To... Oh, God, why am Tiziano I now all of a sudden... Or something. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, well whatever. They're gonna be dead um, soon. Yes. Uh, so Squalo is hurting. Uh, they're kind of trying to get out of there a little bit, but Squalo hasn't called Clash back yet. Like, neither of them have called their stands back yet. Uh, but he's breathing heavily. And so what Neurontia is doing is he's trying to use the stand to find somebody with labored breathing. And Squalo is realizing this when they see Neurontia kind of roll up in their area. And he's just like, oh, shit. I know what he's up to. Like, he's looking for somebody who's, like, breathing heavily. I'm wounded. I'm breathing heavily. And now all of a sudden, Tizanio is just like, no, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> also, little boy, you don't know what's going on. Also, as if Naranja couldn't just look at this crowd. They're like, oh, he won't be able to find us. We're in this crowd. There's a bunch of people around here. Yeah, no, those people look like JoJo characters like you yeah. two do. <laughs> exactly. It's very obvious who's in the mafia in JoJo's. Yeah. Uh, so Wearing yeah, they, they make it shoulder in... pads in the mafia. Yeah. They have the great idea to basically throw a blanket over Squallow and just go into the crowd. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they won't notice if you're, uh, if you're wounded. Of course not. Isn't there like a scene in Thor Ragnarok like that where Thor is just like, oh, I've got a disguise, this is Shaw, and I'll just cover my face. Nobody will know it's me. I think so. Yeah, in the basically. marketplace? Yeah, it's just that. They're just doing the thing from Thor. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so Neurontia, uh So Tizania does point out something that does make a little bit of sense, which is that there's a bunch of kids and stuff running around. So there are people who are definitely like breathing heavily. And so Neurontia might not immediately be able to intuit who it is just based on who's emitting the most CO2. Uh, but then Neurontia just starts yelling like, I know who you are. I don't fear you. I don't fear no man. Check this out. Cuts like, his own tongue off. <laughs> we'll see at first. They're like, oh, that means it's fine then. He doesn't know where we are. Yeah. My stand's in his mouth and it's making him lie. And then they look around. They're like, oh, no. Oh, no. He's looking right at us. Also, oh, he has no, his he's tongue. Got his... Yeah. Just his tongue, but also like skewered on a knife. Yeah. Don't know how he did that, but okay. Uh, it's like Neurontia just gushing blood from his mouth and then like half his tongue is a blue ladybug. Yep, because that's what Jorno did. He turned it into a tongue for him. Somehow, Neurontia knew that. Yep. Don't think about it too much, because it doesn't make any sense if you start to deconstruct it. Nope. Uh, but that's what Jorno did, and Neurontia figured it out. Um... And so, yeah, he then points out that, you know, oh, well, I I bet the stand user of this fucking tongue stand would see this and then they would start breathing heavily. And so this whole time I was looking for, like, 
two people having their breathing being labored suddenly yeah. after yeah. revealing myself. And so Be it's you two. Yes, because these other people in the crowd would see some kid wandering around with his tongue on a knife and be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, you know what? To their credit, they do. Nobody, like, looks oh, over yeah. at Narancia except for the two stand users. True. He shoots uh, Aerosmith at Squallow, and Tizanio jumps in the way of it and dies, and nobody bats an eye. Yeah. By the There's way, no reaction from anybody. I would like to point out that I did predict this. I said Talking Head would die first, and it would make a mm -hmm. uh, Clash guy go berserk on him. Except I did think it would happen way earlier instead of like both yes. of them dying immediately. <laughs> and we also, yeah, we don't get much of a fight out of Clash yeah. uh, because Tizanio gets shot up. He bleeds a lot, and some of the blood splashes on Durancio. Uh, which was part of Tizanio's plan, because he's just like, oh, now you've got more liquid. Uh, I'm dead. Yeah. And so Clash appears in, like, Narancia's collarbone and, like, jumps into his neck and starts burrowing in, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. That's just cool, is what that is. And then Narancia just no-sells it. Uh-huh. <laughs> just stands there, is just like, I don't even give a shit. Speaking of wrestling. Because you're already dead. Yeah. Uh, flies Aerosmith into him, hoists him up into the air. Then shoots him a bunch, and only when his dead body hits the ground do people finally notice that something is amiss. Oh, God. What, what is it he says when he... Like, Naranja has a little catchphrase he gives him, too. Like up in the air or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big and fan he does of the George the... Clooney movie. Yeah. And he does the cool thing where he uses his arms as a runway and then uh then he almost collapses uh yeah. near these two dead bodies. Olare Via is what he says. Go flying. Oh right. Yeah. Uh but then Chorno's uh almost dead body just pops up in a puddle nearby. Mm-hmm. Everyone picked a real good time to start noticing this shit because it's just like a dead body fell out of the air. Oh no, there's another dead body. Oh no, this guy's gushing blood from his neck. Oh no, there's a dude asleep in a puddle. Jorno will be fine. Even though he like got part of his neck ripped out and a whole bunch of holes shot in him, he'll be fine. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> nope. He literally got part of his neck ripped out like five weeks ago. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so we then just sort of basically cut the gang back in a boat and they're, you know, sailing off to Venice and everybody is fine. Yep. Well, they're going to, um, the, the Sardinia. Uh, Sardinia, yeah. Yeah. Because they were in Venice. Yeah. But I, I liked this episode a lot. The Like I said, the animation got way better in this episode. Like, there's yeah. a lot of really good, um... A lot of good bits of like characters just reacting to stuff and you got all the speed lines going vertically and the colors get all crazy but like the art is really good and really detailed during it um, that a lot rubbing? of the action sequences were, were well done in this one it's almost like all the setup was in the prior episode and they didn't want to waste the budget on all of that so everything was off model and half assed and phoned in so they could mm. keep it under budget and then they used all the money on this one 
Of note, they say they're going to Sardinia on a plane, and uh, the history of planes in JoJo. Oh, it's it's fine. Joseph isn't here. <laughs> well, that's true. I guess every other time it was. Uh, yeah. Joseph was involved. You don't have Joseph there going. <laughs> I've been in five plane crashes. <laughs> Oh, a quick note about the ending. I did notice, I guess this is going to be one that changes as time goes on. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because there's a very obvious, like, blank spot above where Talking Head and Clash are. So that's cool. I like when yeah. they do that. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember where Clash and Talking Head in, like, the ending sequence just prior to this one. I don't think I so. remember. I didn't just have time to check. But... Yeah, because like I, the way that I, like that stood out to me. So I'm, I'm guessing they probably didn't show up until this one. Oh, you mean like the previous episodes credit? Uh, yeah, I think they were there. Yeah. Okay, never mind then. But, but yes, it does seem like they're going to progressively add to them as they show up. Yeah. So that's neat. I, uh, I do like that. Manga anime differences only one. JoJo Wiki's being kind of slack. And so I haven't even really bothered reading them lately, but uh, the scene showing Narancia falsely reassuring his teammates from the bathroom is omitted. And I wish they had kept that in because I was wondering why these yokels were all like sitting around outside while he's shooting things inside. Yeah. Like if he had been like, no, no, it's fine because of talking head. Would have at least given some reason. Yeah. It almost seems like there'd be time in there, because like he said, the bit where he's sort of just running around uh, looking for them, and they're having this whole back and forth about, like, oh, no, this is what he's up to, ah, don't worry about it. Like, you could have subtracted a bit of time from that and put it there, and it might have actually made the pacing a little bit better. Yeah, probably. Would have made things make more sense, but I don't know, I don't direct anime for a living. Not yet. No. Hey. I'm not sure if that's better or worse than what I'm actually doing, frankly. Now it's time for Roulette. Every time I look into your eyes, it's Roulette, it's Roulette, it's Roulette. Every time I connect all your wires, disconnect, disconnect, disconnect. So what do you think of this? Uh, reborn. It's too many babies. It's too now, many babies. I ask you. I showed you pictures from this. Many babies. And I said, you showed me. You showed me one baby. There were like eight babies. I didn't know there were That's more than seven. One. More than one. I knew about the one in the hat. You deceived me. This is episode one hundred and eighty-four. There are a lot of opportunities to add more babies. I feel betrayed, frankly. <laughs> like my Shut best friend up. hurt me. If you didn't mind, I don't the think I one, could trust him anymore. If you didn't mind the one, why would you mind others? Because you were like, ah, this is so abstracted, it doesn't really even look like a baby to me. That baby had a hat. <laughs> okay. How many babies do you see in your lifetime wearing hats? None. They don't make hats for babies. Don't be crazy, Larry. 
pretty sure they do. Not that I know of. There are baby hats, like little beanies. I ain't never, I ain't never seen no baby wearing a hat in my life until today in this anime. Well, congratulations. Which, which baby did you find the most freaky? Because mine was Mahjong baby. Yes, definitely. Which also apparently was a girl. They yeah. sort of spring that reveal on you at the end. Yeah, yo, that girl baby got fucking horny. <laughs> yeah. And then blew up. The thing is, it threw me off because she looks like Ramen Man from Ultimate Muscle. Hey, check it out, everyone. This baby's getting wet. This... <laughs> also, this baby is a maybe racist Chinese stereotype. <laughs> maybe. Well, look, I don't know how they do things in Japan. <laughs> Maybe. But Maybe, baby. The opening of this is really good. I like the song. Turn on the stereo. Yeah. Turn on the stereo. It's yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. This guy's got his head on fire. There's an angel there. I don't know what any of this means. Yeah, so then the episode actually starts in earnest. We get a. We actually get... Hey, you know what? You this say, episode like, doesn't this actually... This baby had a hat. This other baby had a gun. That baby has a sniper. He's got Barrett 50 Cal he's carrying around with him, and that doesn't bother you? I don't want to get into it, but I have seen babies with firearms before. <laughs> Where? Where have you so seen I didn't want to get into it. All I don't right. want to talk about it. All right, all right. We already spent 15 minutes of this podcast talking about Sekiro. You really want me to get that into the time I saw a baby with a Beretta? Be here all night. Okay. Anyway, we start this thing. So here's what you need to understand about Reborn. We get actually a lot of recapping because this episode does not really begin until four minutes and 30 seconds into the episode. Yeah. But it's good because the recap is just as incomprehensible anyway. Like there's yes. a spirit man yeah. who appears and says, I now offer my power to aid you in guarding Vongola X. Yes, and it does that for each, almost each of the main characters, and their souls get trapped into, like, little Hellraiser boxes. Yeah, it's just like, you get a ghost cube, and you get a ghost cube. That's right, it's like there was, a, like, a gotcha pond just full of Hellraiser cubes, and these kids all got one. Yes. And now they're just capturing souls, I guess, and it's like the souls of their ancestors who are like testing them to see if they're worthy or something. Sure, this little anime baby oh. is gonna open the lament configuration or whatever, summon all the Cenobites. All right, I, I would watch. That would actually be a horror movie I would be afraid of. <laughs> okay, baby Cenobites. <laughs> Specific, yeah, <laughs> specifically the part. Where Pinhead does a dookie in his diaper <laughs> and says Goo Goo Gaga, pain is existence. <laughs> Goo Goo Gaga, Jesus wept. <laughs> That's the part, the guy's getting pulled apart on chains and he just says, Baby done a bad, bad thing. Spits a fucking Gerbers all over himself. <laughs> Uh, so we get the stereotypical badass 
quiet, like silent type anime character. Sure. Uh, the one who's just like, I don't want to be associated with these nerds. <laughs> I have a katana. He's Vegeta. Yeah, he's basically Vegeta. Uh, I'm not going to hang also... around with you nerds. <laughs> yes, Mondo Cool. Only I can defeat the boss, baby. <laughs> that blimp is coming right for us. I'm too cool to help. <laughs> that baby well, I guess has I will, helmet. but I'll act like it's no big deal. NBD, bro. <laughs> I want to beat up my ancestor who's also a ghost. Because I like fighting. Because I ain't afraid of no ghost. And I'm also kind of a dick. <sighs> yeah, also, like, his ancestor is the same exact fucking way because he just shows up as, like, I don't like to be associated with anything. Yep. Not he even sucks. my son. I'm gonna go get cigarettes. <laughs> Be right back. Then he left it. He, just, he was never seen. He wait there. Yeah, my dad left me at the middle school. He never picked me up. Also, he never picked me up. Um. Yeah. So he's basically just like, I'm not going to fight you. Uh, your test is going to be something different. Uh. But also, I'm just going to, like, let you figure out what that's going to be, and I'm going to disappear now. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. So, I guess at some point, Akihiko from Persona 3 meets up with this guy, and it's just like, yo, why didn't you just do the test and get your ghost dad into your box? Yeah. And also, they start, like, he they're about to sounds throw like, He kind of sounds like Okuyasu. Like, he has that yeah, same sort of, like, smoking voice. Yeah. I'm 15 years old, and I'm already on, like, five packs a day. Yeah. It's like, check out my weird jet boots. <laughs> Even my baby smokes. <laughs> check out the smoking baby, everybody. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite, <laughs> the smoking baby. Goo goo gaga, my emphysema's killing me. <laughs> Maybe just lighten up while getting this diaper changed. <laughs> oh, this show oh, was as good for you as it was for me, Broad. <laughs> At this point, it's just Baby Herman from uh, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> oh, that's a baby I can get behind. <laughs> well, sure, because he's actually an adult. Yeah. Baby Herman fucks. We know that for a fact. Definitely. I mean, what is it? Yeah. It's like a guy, 40 year old libido and a one year old winky or something. <laughs> yeah. Roger Rabbit's good. Uh, Remember how so you have a stupid while... friend who didn't like it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another dumbass. friend keep giving him crap about that, too. Um, so anyway, a baby wearing a giant helmet shows up in a blimp. <laughs> yep. He's That's just her. like, I'm your carpet bomb all, you bitches. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we get this, uh, this is, by the way, this is still the fucking, like, recap of the episode <laughs> before. We have not moved on from it. Yeah. 
for like three minutes in. Uh, so, uh, badass Vegeta guy basically is just like, oh, I don't even care about your blimp, and just shoots it, uh, but then, like, makes matters worse, because now the blimp is, like, careening towards the middle school, where uh-huh. it will Hindenburg everybody straight to hell. Yep. So, uh, and, uh, Okuyasu so, is like, I got a solution. Rocket boots. That's right. I'm going to turn on my rocket boots and I'm going to punch this blimp. <laughs> but right after this refreshing Newport Slim. Synthally. <laughs> anyway, we finally uh, pick up into the actual episode and it's not even like we cut in on the actions, just two girls walking to school. That's right, and they're like, hmm, Chrome hasn't been around. It's yeah, like, where Chrome's Chrome? at? Well, we I got rid of end. Chrome. She was taking up, like, half of my CPU. Yeah. I'm friends with Firefox again. Finally. I've been using Firefox the whole time. Yeah, same. Uh, so yeah, they're walking to school and they come across two babies in the street, you know, as you do. Sure. They're on the uh, One of them's a racist Chinese caricature and the other one is a sheep person. Yeah. Who looks like a One Piece character. Absolutely. Uh, I also don't know if it's a cultural thing with Japan specifically, uh, that sheep are like associated with electricity and storms. Yeah, I wondered about that. Because you got there's Pokemons this... and you got Sheep uh-huh. Man and Mega Man. Exactly what I was going to bring up was yeah. the Sheep Man and Mega Man. So I, yeah, I, I, I don't if know. It's just it's... because they look like clouds. I would have to think that that is the connection. But uh, but yeah, this is like the third time in Japanese media that I've seen that like sheep equals electricity thing pop up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anyway, they're all just like, oh, fun stuff must be happening at the school. That's where you guys are going, so like, let's all walk there together. Ha 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 None of this has anyway, any relevance. Anyway, back at the school, uh, Blimp is still careening towards everybody very slowly. Yep. And it's firing missiles at the same time. I mean, it is a Blimp. They're not fast. Yeah. Uh... So Vegeta is uh, pushing or trying to like keep the blimp back using these like spike ball- balls that he's like uh, throwing into the air, and he's using those to like block missiles that are shooting. And uh, then Akihiko just like does a punch to like push it back or yeah. something. It's like a big powerful punch. Uh, also, forgot to mention this: there was so much flashbacking in this thing. I'm gonna flashback here to the flashback for a second. I got, like, a serious My Hero Academia vibe at the start of this thing. There was mm-hmm. so much flashbacking. Yeah, sure. So I just wanted to get that completely uncalled for dig at My Hero Academia in before I forgot to do it. You really showed them. That's right. Put them on notice. I got All Might's number. Yeah. Well... Okay, you tell Deku I am coming tonight. <laughs> tell Deku I'm gonna eat his hair so I can become powerful. That's right. I'm gonna eat his ass and become the most powerful no! human being who's ever lived. No. It'll be really embarrassing for him because he didn't want his ass eaten. 
Oh. Let's finish this episode. How humiliating would that be? No, he might like it. These characters oh, are underage, sure, by the way. I sure oh, hope he wouldn't. Although it is funny that you uh, mentioned My Hero Academia, because I was thinking the main, like, gangster baby sounds a lot like the frog girl from it. Oh, What's yeah. it, Suji or something? Sounds yeah, similar to me. Yeah, anyway, uh, the blimp, uh, he punches the blimp. It doesn't do anything. Blimp is still doing blimp stuff. Uh, meanwhile, we have the dumbest motherfucking baseball team on the face of the earth just watching this blimp coming towards the school and they're like, oh, maybe they're shooting a movie. What do you mean he punches it and it doesn't do anything? Well, that doesn't really do anything, right? No, it explodes it. No, it's still coming because they do that thing where he has to like split into three. And that oh, yeah. happens after. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he hits it again later and it explodes it. But yes, yes, a baseball yeah. No, team. he does blow it up later, but yeah, the first time I don't think it actually does anything. Oh, okay. But there is a bit during that where the baby is just like, I got a plan. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Joseph Joestar style. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we get like a baseball team that just sees this all happening and they assume a blimp at this time of day? It must be a movie. Yeah. Obviously, they're filming a movie here at our high school uh, without telling anybody. The, like, they send a couple of the main characters over to warn them to leave, and they're just like, uh, why? And they're like, no, Isn't you need to get out. It's just like, oh, well, we haven't cleaned up the stuff over here. <laughs> so... The most slowest moving baseball team I've seen in my life. Uh, but yeah, so he does the, the whole split in three thing, and... Uh, I'm trying to remember if it's that the baby shows up and fires more missiles at them or if it comes from the blimp. But at some point, the two girls and the two babies show up and they see everything going on. Uh, by the way, the sheep baby is fucking psyched. Yeah. It's just like, sweet, the school's going to blow up. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you be excited if you saw a blimp shooting rockets at a guy on jet boots? Let's blow up schools. Taking this controversial stance. <laughs> says this baby. You're on a week 48 of Stand and Deliver. George Brendel delivers the stance, uh, we need to explode more schools. <laughs> I do not Hi, endorse George this. Brundle, have you thought about crashing a blimp into a school lately? <laughs> I can't say I have, but now it's all I'm going to think about. It's like 9-11, except, you know, much slower. Well, you've already much sold effectual. me. All right, so... Two 9-11 references in one episode for you. Yeah. Yeah, so... 1822. Uh, yeah, so this is actually where he splits into three, because uh, four missiles get fired. So actually, I think he does blow the blimp up with that first one, now that I think about it, because I think it is the boss baby in his hovercraft is shooting these out now. Uh, yeah. But he punches three of them, and then the fourth one goes towards the two girls and the two babies. Right. Who you think, like, as we get a little, like, this is where we get our um, our eye catch thing halfway through the episode. Uh, they might die, but no, they're fine, because uh, Vegeta used one of his spike balls, which we actually find out are, like, extensions of hedgehogs. Yep. Apparently so. 
okay. Because they're spiky, I guess. I get it, but... It's just like a hedgehog fused into this thing like a Cronenberg monster. I like it. Uh, then he says something like, I'm going to bite you to death at the hovercraft thing <laughs> Boss Baby is in. And he just like I'm so it. mad I could eat a baby. Yes. Uh, and he explodes it, and the baby flies off, just like off into the distance like Team Rocket. Yeah. It wouldn't be too difficult to eat a baby, by the way. Their skulls are very soft. Just bite right into it. Well, yeah. Which is, by the way, exactly what I imagined him doing, was just basically attaching himself at the teeth to this baby's head. He's the one that made the threat, not me. He said he was going to eat that baby. Anyway, the baby flies away, and the other baby with a gun says, uh, what a fitting end for a pathetic maggot. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, uh, so, two go show up at this point. Uh, uh, one this part, <laughs> it kind of takes a while. Yes. Uh, so Akihiko's pappy ghost shows up and is just like, oh, hey, you know. Uh, I'm just going to lean back you, here for a while. Yeah. You did good, so I'm going to go live in your box now. And then uh, Vegeta's dad shows up. And he's just like, hey, you know, you did good like, fighting that thing back while also not associating law, with any of these weirdos. I like that. I'm going to be a ghost in your box now. Ghost in the box. That's what the movie was called. Yep. Uh, this scene, by the way, takes like 10 damn minutes. There you go. I just summarized everything that you needed to know about it. The, the yeah. ghosts go in the box. Yep. Ghost box. That's it. Yep. Uh, don't look directly into the ghost box. Ray, I looked into the ghost box. Uh, so, this is also the point where the Chinese baby, I get, I can't remember which character she's infatuated with. I think Vegeta. Okay, well, so when the Chinese baby sees Vegeta and gets horny, there's Mahjong characters popping up on her head, which is like a countdown to the baby exploding. So a character runs up to this baby, and he throws the baby. <laughs> Just chucks her over a wall. No, 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 don't throw the baby. <laughs> and then the uh, the other baby from the blimp is just like suspended. Uh, it was like a, on a parachute. And yeah. the other baby it's like, just like, oh, happens my to... body, my, my yeah. aching bones. Yeah. And the other baby explodes it. Yeah. Anyway, these babies are dead now and will never be in another episode of Rebirth ever again. Reborn. Whatever. Close and then enough. we get a scene with three people I don't know who they are One of them is apparently Chrome Nothing really happens Yeah, uh, She cries a whole lot Yeah About something My general impression of this is that she's like a double agent And now she's having like some Like she's second guessing what she's doing I thought she had been brainwashed or something Eh, uh, could be I don't know, that guy there sure likes cookies a whole lot Stacks yeah. in general well, I don't know anything about these guys. Uh, this is all we really get of them. Uh, we then go back to like 
everyone's in a house and just kind of like having a good time and then another ghost shows up and he's just like oh my son's not worthy enough for my soul yet but he will be soon and he says like you're unworthy to unite the vongola family just like yeah. primo once was oh, that's the end. No. Yep, yeah. that's the end. That's the episode. Uh, we get a little uh, thing after this, though. Where, uh, the baby's doing something. Yeah. Oh, it's just a cute little thing. He's like a he's a monster hunter, and the lamb baby shows up as a lightning bolt, and they uh, the main kid gets red pilled at one point. Um, <laughs> oh no! He becomes an MRA. He starts watching oh, a whole lot of Jordan Peterson videos. It's a weird thing, but I don't know. They put it yeah, there at the it's end. Kinda it's kind of strange. Canon. I don't know if it's in like the canon of the actual series or if it's like a little gag, but but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what these babies stand for at this point. Yeah, I, I don't think it's canon. No, one can only hope it's not. Yeah, but that was a uh, reborn, which is um, too many babies. That's your review? Yeah. Cartoon pacifier is still a pacifier, and that, like, weirds me out. I think that's gross. When I showed you that first picture, I was like, look, he even has a pacifier, and you're like, eh. I don't know, it didn't look enough like one, but then I started watching the episode, and I just saw a lot of them, and I don't know. Well, I say we're keeping this on the list. Because Uh. we still have, like, 20 episodes left. Next time it's up, I'm voting it off. You only get one, babies. That's not how this works. We have to unanimously decide to remove something. I'll kill you, and then I'll have all the voting power. Well, alright, you're welcome to try. You would not survive the attempt. That might be for the best, too. I mean... You know how I live. Well, let's find out what we're watching next week. Fear of babies. One to ten. We got nine. Which is... Tiger Mask W. Speaking of wrestling, guess what? (laughs) I have a a... vague idea of what this is. You do? I, I have not seen it. I don't really know anything about it. But I definitely know I've, like, heard of it before. Right. That right. name is very familiar to me. It's like kind of an older thing, isn't it? Like seventies or early eighties anime. No. Well, not this new one. This is Tiger Mask W. There probably was an original Tiger Mask that came before this. This one is okay. from like a couple of years ago. Maybe there's always a possibility I'm thinking of some other like old wrestling anime thing. No, I I bet you are thinking of Tiger Mask. Um Okay. But this one is well, again, thirty-eight episodes. Oh. Short. Yeah, I thought it looked promising. So, what do you say we start at fifteen, maybe? Yeah, that sounds fun. Thirty-eight. Twenty. Right in the middle, basically. Yeah. A fine change of pace from us getting like the dead end of the series. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look. Uh... This episode is entitled The Gatekeeper of Hell. 
So Oh no, the Cenobites are really actually showing up this time. <laughs> That's right. Shit. The thing is, this comes right after the escape from hell, which makes me think this is going to be like the big end of an arc, so good. I hope this is good. And Pinhead shows up with a luchador mask on, but it doesn't fit him too well because of all the nails. <laughs> I want you to draw that. Oh. <laughs> Poor Pinhead. He's had a rough go of it. <laughs> anyway, next Rick week. Steiner weeps. <laughs> Pinhead comes out. He just starts talking about how he's a genetic freak and he's not normal. <laughs> oh, you, man. You other guys want to see Big Papa Pump give you the hookup. Holla if you hear that. <laughs> I really need to buy the Hellraiser movies. Do you? I bought all the Leprechaun movies, so yeah, I think I kind of do need to. Alright. I have sinned once before, and I will sin again. Well, next time we've got episode 24, which, by the way, is called The Notorious Chase. Oh, sure. Notorious B.I.G. somehow changed into The Notorious Chase. Yeah. Well, I mean, you remember Notorious B.I.G. just running around all the time. Yeah, he's well known for it. Yeah. He was a very physically fit individual. Anyway, uh, the episode 24, Notorious B.I.G. Chase. Yeah. And Tiger Mask W. Episode 20. Yeah, and uh, more Sekiro talk, probably. Uh, I hope not. Yeah, well, you know, you could stop at any time. Well, it could be worse. I mean, I could spend about ten minutes talking about a story about a Final Fantasy house that goes nowhere, and we have to restart well, the whole episode. Do, who would do that? I don't know. We'll Foolish see you next time. That is. <laughs> On stand and deliver! So have you ever heard of the Final Fantasy house?